Proverbs chapter number three tonight, wonderful, wonderful music from the offertory to the special music, the choir, and even my singing sounded pretty good over there during the hymns. Uh, it's amazing what God can do uh, when you offer your loaves and fish, and he can actually make you sound good when you sing, uh, not that good, but Proverbs chapter number three. Uh, tonight I'm going to be very, very practical. I'm going to bring the message from a very familiar uh, passage of scripture. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 3, and I look forward to seeing what the Lord has for us. Aren't you thankful that the Bible is so amazing, so powerful, has so much depth to it, that you can look at a passage of Scripture over and over and over again, and it doesn't just help you one time, uh, it helps you over and over again, and I thought you'd be more excited about that, but uh, uh, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter number 3, and we're going to look at verse 5 and verse number 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. All scripture is profitable, the Bible tells us. Everything. But there are some verses of scripture that if we can get them established, it will revolutionize our life. It will secure uh, peace in our life, blessings, it will make our life simpler. There are some things as a Christian, when you get it established, it just makes things easier. I've, I've preached a couple of Sunday nights in a row on the faith, and once you establish your faith, don't go back and revisit it. Uh, it's established. The same is true with some foundational principles in our life, and this is one of those passages of Scripture that is familiar for probably every single one of us. Uh, some of you, this is probably what you would call your life verse. This is something that at least has been some sort of direction for us. But I want to look at it this evening, perhaps from a little bit different angle. And I'm going to preach on this subject. Trust issues. Have you ever said that or heard somebody say, well, I just have trust issues? I just have trust issues. Now, I want to say to you tonight, why? Why? Uh, because in context of this scripture, there's somebody we can trust. And there's somebody we are told to trust. And when we don't trust God, we're actually just trusting ourselves. Tonight, I want to look at it from this angle. To having tr uh, do you have trust issues? Father, help us tonight as we look in your word. May the Spirit of God teach us, instruct us. Father, I want to have even more faith in you. Uh, I want to completely depend on you. And Father, may these verses help us. Uh, bless your people, help your church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You look at the passage of Scripture, and sometimes verses of Scripture can become so, un so familiar with us that we fail to be reminded exactly what the Bible is saying. Or we become so familiar where certain words just blend in. And as we look at our text, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. The heart is, are, are the, is the seat of our emotions, our affections. Uh, we say, I love them with all my heart. We are saying, with all of our affection, we love them. Or, to put in context... I love, just hypothetical, tacos. What we are saying is, 
it has all my affection. Um, you, you, you understand the context of what we're saying there with the heart. That's why the Bible speaks so much about the heart. Parents, let me just give you a little parenting guideline. Always work to keep your child's heart. A lot of times, parents are more worried about their actions than they are their heart. And teachers, this will help you too, whether you teach in Sunday school or teach, teach an academic class. <clears throat> yes, we want their actions to be what they should be, but if we keep their heart, eventually their actions are going to be what they should be. And if you keep the heart of your child, that's your focus, to keep the heart of the child. That's why you must guard who has their heart. You think of Absalom. Absalom, uh, there were some things that took place in David's family, in Absalom's family, that Absalom had a right to be upset about. But he didn't handle it properly. He was disloyal, and we put all of the blame on, on Absalom, and he does carry the blame. But the Scripture tells us that he stole the hearts of the people of Israel. There's blame there as well because they did not guard their heart. It's that seed of affection. If I'm going to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, it's all my emotions, it's all my affection. I can't trust him unless he has my affection. I can't trust him unless everything I have is, is focused on him. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Sometimes we say, just follow your conscience. That is not good advice. That is bad advice. Because a conscience uh, is not a, a sure guide unless it is regulated by God's will. And a better way to say that is to follow the leading of the Spirit as he bears witness with your spirit. But well, just follow your conscience and do what feels right. Those are things that are not spiritual in any application. They're not scriptural. And sometimes we find ourselves saying that or thinking that as Christians, well, I just have to do what my conscience tells me to do. The Bible even tells us that our heart is desperately wicked. Uh, we have to be very, very careful following our conscience. It is not a good God. We must be regulated by God's word. Scripture says, lean not unto thine own understanding. Leaning on your own understanding is practical atheism. It's practical atheism. It doesn't matter if you say you believe there's a God, you say that you believe in your God if you're not depending on him. What does it matter? It's practical atheism. We have a God that we can trust. We have a God that we're commanded to trust. Really, what we have a problem with as Christians is just obeying. It's not just your five-year-old child in the service tonight. It's you two. It's all of us. We have a problem obeying. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, not some of thy ways. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. I hope that we have an understanding that God wants to be first in our life. God should be first in our life. Before we continue tonight, let, 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 that, let that settle in just for a moment. Let the Spirit of God uh, do a work with that however he sees fit tonight. 
does God have first place in every area of your life? If he doesn't, he should. If he doesn't, let me ask you a question. Why not? Is he not trustworthy? Has he not been good to you? Has he not taken care of you? Has he ever led you astray? The answer to that is no. You can trust the Lord. Now, we get hurt and we get disappointed and we get disenchanted when we have trust in man, not in God. I'm going to get ahead of myself, but you should trust your pastor no matter what another pastor has ever said or done. You know why? Does it mean I'm perfect? No. But you can trust God because God said to trust him. Young people, you got to trust your parents. Well, they're not perfect. I'm glad you, I'm glad you enlightened me with that. Can we stop using that as an excuse? And there's a lot of rebels out there who grew up in churches like this who want to look and say, well, the pastor wasn't perfect. Duh. My parents weren't perfect. Duh. The church wasn't. Can I say duh from behind the pulpit? Are you supposed to say that? Duh. Nobody's, nobody's perfect. And I trusted them. Well, you're supposed to trust God. When you trust God, he's never going to set you astray. Now, let me give you, I'm going to give you four, you knew it was going to be four, four very practical statements tonight. I want you to use your brain, which I know on Sunday evening sometimes it's hard, and sometimes on Sunday morning it's also hard, and Sunday school it's hard, and Wednesday evening it's hard. Some of it's just hard in general. But let's see what we can do tonight. We're dealing with trust issues. Number one, let me say this. Don't let your brain get in the way. Don't let your brain get in the way. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You can't logic the Christian life. You can't make sense with your mind these commands. You can't make sense of them. There are some things that God has commanded me to do, He's commanded you to do, and logically, it does not make sense. It defies logic. Like the statement I just mentioned a moment ago, how you're supposed to trust people in your life no matter, no matter what they may or may not, because God said trust them. And if, 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 they, if they abuse that, they'll answer to God. But I'm to trust God. I'm to trust this book. And if I let my brain get in the way, I'm going to get myself in trouble. You, you know, your brain is there. You, you know, part, of the, the, part of what your brain does and my brain does is we like to take care of us. I've used this illustration before. If you're tired and that alarm goes off in the morning, you can convince yourself it's Christmas. And I really don't have to get up. Oh, silly me. I forgot to turn the alarm off. You could convince yourself, the traffic's not bad on Blanding Boulevard. I can make it. You could convince yourself that, hey, I don't need a shower today. Your, you do. Your brain can, can, can convince you of a lot of things. If you're not careful, your brain will talk you into going against this book. Your brain will talk you into just not trusting God completely. Keep your brain out of it. Stop overthinking what God's commanded you to do. 
Pastor, don't you when you when you make those decisions, don't you just don't you just doesn't it keep you up at night? No. Because I decided I'm going to trust him and I'm not going to let my brain get in the way. When he says step out by faith, I'm going to step out by faith and not let my brain get in the way. And this will help the teenagers and the single adults tonight. When God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all that is righteous and all these things shall be added unto you, keep your brain out of that. Well, I don't know how. That's I don't know how it's ever going to happen. I don't know how I'm ever going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Keep your brain out of it. God made a promise. He said, trust me. And if I trust him, I'm going to keep my brain out of it. With my whole heart, my seat of affection is fixed on him. I love him enough. I'm going to trust him enough to just do what he tells me to do, and I'm going to stop overthinking it. I'm going to stop trying to figure it out. Well, I know the Bible says to rear my children and do A, B, and C. Okay, I got I to I gotta stress over this. No, do what the Bible says. It doesn't matter if you worry about it all night or not. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. I hope this makes sense. And I trust him. When I put my faith in him, I put my trust in him, I've got to keep my brain out of it. The pastor's just telling us to be stupid. No, I'm not telling you that. I would say that is what it is when we don't trust him. Don't overthink, just follow the commands. Don't over. I mean, when... when you follow a recipe when you follow instructions. If, if we do that, we should not try and overthink it. We should just follow what it is. Um, don't let your brain get in the way. Do you have trust issues? Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not in thy own understanding. Thine own understanding. Thine own understanding. Thine own understanding. Are we getting it tonight? Thine own understanding. Well, I don't understand it. Too many Christians aren't trusting God because they don't understand it. Let me remind you how little of a God we would have if we did understand everything he told us to do. He wouldn't be a God worth serving if we could figure everything out. And there's too many. Some sitting in the service tonight. There's something God wants you to do, and you can't understand it. You're not supposed to understand it. You're supposed to do it. Well, I don't know, understand how we're going to do this as a church. You're not supposed to understand it. You're supposed to do it. We, we, as a parent, in the day we live in 2021, in this wicked day, I don't understand doing all these things, how it's going to... We're not supposed to understand it. We're supposed to do it. <clears throat> we waste time, and therefore we do not do, follow God by faith, and we don't obey because we let our brain get in the way, and when I can figure it out, then I'll move forward. That's not the way God says to, to, to operate. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You don't have to depend on your wisdom when it comes to things that God has instructed us to do. I got to think about it and see if it's going to work out okay. No, I'm going to get that number two. Number two, where you end up in the future is decided by the decisions you make today. Where you end up in the future is decided by decisions that you make today. Today, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It's a serious thing in the life of a Christian to not let God direct your paths. This is why sometimes Christians get aggravated with their pastor. Because I don't sign off 
on all the things that you want me to sign off on. I don't budge in areas that the scripture says this is what we're supposed to do. This you say, well, Pastor, it's just a little. No, because I can see where you're going to end up. Because decisions you make today are going to affect where you are tomorrow. See, what you decide today, you're going to be living in that 10 years from now. That's a good and that's a bad. That's why you've got to be warned, if you're playing in sin right now, the full effect of that is not going to show up right now. It's going to show up down the line. And if you do not... You do not lean, lean on God's understanding and you lean on your own understanding today. He doesn't guide your path today. The consequences of that are not going to show full effect today. But they will 10 years from now. Well, it's not that big of a deal. If you don't want to be on the wrong path in the future, don't get on it today. If you don't want to get to that destination, and that's, and that's how the devil fools us, we look at the destination of a ruined life, we look at the destination of the full effects of sin, and we say, I don't ever want to be there, I'm never going to be there. Well, quit choosing your own path. Let God choose it. Because what you decide today, you're going to reap the benefits of one way or another in the future. So where you end up in the future is decided by decisions today. If you don't want to reap the effects of bitterness, don't be bitter today. If you want to reap the effects of faith, have we not talked enough about faith and how it pleases God? How it unlocks the blessings of heaven? If you want to receive that, then you've got to make decisions by faith today. Well, and we've had to do this as a church. We are reaping now, and we are going to reap in the, in, 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 the, in the near future, on into the future. I believe in my whole heart, blessings of decisions we made 10 years ago, and we, we trusted God by faith, and God is blessing us now, and he's going to bless us more in the future. But you could, we couldn't see it. We just had to let God guide us and God, God, God direct us. And many of you could give testimony about, you've down the, you're, you're down, I didn't understand when I first got saved. But I just, I just did what I was told to do. And, and look at what God has done. But there's the opposite story, too. I just, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. And so I couldn't understand it. I was going to make a little decision now. What you play with now, is gonna, you're, you're going to be there in the future. You have to have trust. that God knows what He's doing with your life. And by the way, He does know what He's doing with your life. He does have a plan for your life. And our goal ought to be, as I live each day of my life, to be, to be in tune with what God wants for me today. You young people, you should not be looking for an occupation. You ought to be looking for what God's plan is for your life. You find that, your occupation will be taken care of. Your life's calling will be taken care of. Your needs will be taken care of. You have to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Pastor, it just doesn't make sense. There's a good chance that the Bible tells us to do something, and it doesn't make logical sense. It's probably the right thing. Because we can't understand it. We can't understand. So I said, number one, don't let your brain get in the way. And for some, that's not going to be as big a problem as others. 
Number two, where you end up in the future is decided by decisions today. Number three, trust itself is not the problem. Haven't you heard people say, I just have trust issues. Trust itself is not the problem. Trusting in the Lord is the problem. See, when somebody says, I have trust issues, my response is, no, you don't. Pastor, you don't understand what's happening in my life. Will you permit me? I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know what it's like to have people try and hurt you. But I don't have trust issues. If it was as bad as what I went through, well, we could talk about and we can compare tragedies for the rest of the night, but I'm telling you, and I'm going to back it up, nobody who says they have trust issues has trust issues. Because trust is not the issue. You say you have trust issues because you're trusting in yourself, and you're not trusting God. You have yet to get to a place where you say, God has allowed some things to happen. I don't like it. I don't understand it. And that's okay to not like it. It's okay to not understand it. It's not okay to not believe you have a God who is sovereign. You have a God who loves you. You have a God who cares for you. And in any situation, good and bad, my God can be trusted. We can trust him. So if you say that I have trust issues, that is not to minimize betrayal you've had in your life. That's not to minimize wrong that you've experienced. It's not to minimize you falling flat on your face in your own life. It's not to minimize any of those things. It's to maximize the fact that we have a God in spite of any circumstance we can trust Trust is not the issue. Trusting in Him is. See, you're either going to trust in Him or you're going to trust in yourself. We've all, we've all, we've all said that. I could say tonight, I have, I've had trust issues. I, 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 there's just, sometimes you just look and you're just like, yeah, I know what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, not my first rodeo. I've seen this play out before. But you know what? I, you know what? I, I have had, and this is going to shock you, I have had church members who have tried to hurt me. And I'm looking at some of you tonight. Am I going to get out of the ministry? No, because I trust God. I've had tragedy come into my life. I know what it's like to bury a child. Am I not supposed to trust God? Some of you experienced heartache, you've experienced things in your life, and you're wondering whether or not you can trust God. How dare we? See, you want to figure it out yourself. I'll never have complete understanding of why God's allowed me to go through some of the things I've gone through. But can I tell you where some happiness and joy has come in my life? I stopped trying to find the understanding. I don't have to know the understanding. I've asked the question why, but tonight, I stand here tonight, to God be the glory, I don't have to know why. Because as long as God knows why, I'm good with that. 
See, don't, don't, and we've all said this. This will help you tonight. This will, this will change your life. If you have a trust issue, and I know this is terminology we all use, it's terminology this world uses, but a Christian should never have a trust issue. We, young people, you don't obey your parents because you have complete trust. You obey them because the Bible says children obey your parents. You don't follow a pastor because he's perfect. You follow a pastor of the church that God has placed you in because God is said to. Well, I don't know if I can trust anybody. Listen to what we say when we say that. God has placed people in our life. God has given us precepts to follow. It's not my responsibility to decide whether this person's trustworthy or this person's trustworthy or this situation's trustworthy. God's trustworthy. Trust in itself is not the problem. Trusting in him is the problem. This is just right where we live. I just don't know if I can trust people anymore. You know people are untrustworthy. That's what the Bible says, the faithful man who can find. And I'm thankful that the Maine Baptist Church, we have faithful men. We have faithful ladies too, but you understand man's talking about anyway. Um. But when our trust is in God, you know why somebody can faithfully show up at, in their service, place of service week in and week out? Because they have their affection on God. I can get over a hurt and trust and have a relationship because I trust Him. Because I believe that God is going to allow my life to intersect with the life of others. They're supposed to affect me and I'm supposed to affect them. Don't ever make the mistake of saying, well, I, somebody was here with me and somebody left. and this, I just never trust anybody again. What you're really saying is you're only going to trust yourself again. What a lonely life. Some keep people... You keep your pastor away from you. You keep others away from you. You keep your guard up. You keep your shield up. I don't want to get hurt again. Let me tell you, if you're going to do the Lord's work, if you're going to, if you're going to walk in His ways, you're going to get hurt again. We're, we're a close-knit church. I feel close to you. You feel close to me. And many of you, you've gotten very close to your pastor in the last several years. I'm thankful that I'm not, well, I want to keep people away. Everybody in here has been hurt. If you live longer than, than, than a day and a half, somebody has offended you. And not just in your mind. It happens, unfortunately. But who are you going to trust? I trust God. I trust God. And trust, keep in your mind next time you want to say, well, I just don't know if I can trust. Has God placed them in your life? If God's placed them in your life and has said trust, that's why, and I just felt burdened to, to just park here for a little while tonight. What good is if you have a pastor if you don't if you don't if you don't trust him? You, you do you do we really do you really think that it is fun for your pastor to confront you or somebody else over an issue that God says? That needs to be 
That needs to be, that needs to be taken care of. Do you, do you, this is why so many compromise today, because if I just got up and, 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 and just preached on the love of God, which the love of God is worth preaching on every week, and never dealt with sin, never dealt with issues, never got up and said, listen to me, I'm going to warn you tonight. Man, everybody loved me. It does me no fun to get you been out of shape with your pastor because I stand and say, thus saith the Lord. What, what, what do I get out of that? What, what, what benefit do I get out of that? But you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to trust. That's the point I'm trying to make. I didn't always agree with my parents. I didn't always understand with my parents. You think, especially where your parents ever wrong? Every time they spanked me, they were wrong. But I had to trust God that he gave me the exact parents he wanted me to have. This would do us a lot of good if we trust him. See, trust isn't the issue. Don't you encounter people all the time when you invite them to church? You, you, so I was part of a church, but I got hurt. I just don't know if I can trust you anymore. And what you're saying is you trust you more than you trust God. You trust you, trust you more than you trust the God. that. How many Christians have been robbed of somebody else being a blessing to them because they refuse to not get over a hurt and trust God? And God sends somebody else into their life to help heal that hurt to help give them direction when they had no direction. And because we have trust issues, we are rejecting what God has sent as a solution in our own life. We can trust Him. And then number four, and for many tonight, your favorite point because it's the last one. Let me say as we keep Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in mind. You don't have to figure it all out. You just have to trust Him. You just have to follow Him. You just have to lean on Him. You don't have to figure it all out. Life's a lot simpler when you just say, I'm going to do what God says. Well, how's that going to work out? I'm not worried about how it's going to work out. I'm going to do what God says. Well, there's a price to pay for that. Well, there's, there's a price to pay for that, but I don't have to worry about that. I'm just going to do what God says. Because if God said to do it, I'm depending on Him, I'm trusting Him that everything's going to turn out okay. You know, Joe, I didn't have time, and, and it really wasn't the, the gist of the, the Sunday school lesson this morning, but the life of Joseph is such a good example how God works. He doesn't work the way we think He works. He doesn't promote the way we think He promotes. How many years was it when Joseph was sold into slavery to when, he, when God elevated him to where He wanted him? And every time Joseph's path moved, he just trusted God. He just trusted God. He just trusted God. You don't find him... Pharaoh, I'm not going to take you that ring. I'm not going to do it because every time I do that, I get burned. We read about the Apostle Paul. 
the very people he tried to help. He had those ministry companions, but he also had those that forsook him and ended up trying to stop his ministry. The beloved Apostle John, the lover. Read the book of 3 John. See what he says about those who try to interfere in their ministry. He says some very strong things. We've all been there. I'm, I'm working on a chapter in another book right now, and I'm writing on the crucifixion. And I've taken it from the trial of Christ, the things with Pontius Pilate, and into that mob. You'll find it interesting. The chapter is entitled, Hashtag Crucify Him. Some of you understand what hashtag is. But you know in that mob, if you study it, there were people in that mob shouting, crucify him, who Jesus healed. We've been in the miracle of the five loaves and two fishes. There's a very real possibility that somebody who ate at the hand of that miracle was in that mob shouting, crucify him. Crucify him. They shouted crucify him while they said free Barabbas, the criminal. They made a hero out of a criminal so they could crucify Christ. Those that Jesus, not just in the big bigger picture, he had come to die for those very ones shouting crucify him. But in that crowd were those who had been the recipient of miracles that Christ had done. But yet, what did he pray in that garden? Not my will, but thine. And even the Son of God said, I'm going to trust the Father. I'm going to fulfill the plan of the Father. See, you and I, if we had that same mindset... My focus is on Him. My focus is on what God would have me to do. My focus is what He's com commanded me to do. You don't have to figure it out. My responsibility is to obey, is to trust God. God's a big enough God to work out the details. He's a big enough God to heal whatever hurt you have. He's a big enough God to lead you down the right path. And quite frankly, he could explain to you why he's commanding certain things. He could explain to you why he's directing in a certain way. But he doesn't have to. He could, but he's such a mighty and a good God. We should not need the explanation. I mean, think, think about how sometimes I, I, I want to go bang my head on a brick wall because I'm reminded of how good of a God I am and how unworthy, good of a God I have and how unworthy I am. And I have to spend so much time saying, God, I'm sorry for just being an ungrateful doubter. 
Because the moment my flesh says, I don't know how, God is too good of a God. He should never have to explain to you and I. He has saved us from a, from, from a devil's hell. He has forgiven us of our sins. He has blessed us beyond measure. If God says, let's go, let's do it, we ought to go and do it. Wouldn't it be great if we jumped when God spoke? I'm going to say it like some Republicans do when Donald Trump does. Well, I want an explanation. God doesn't need to give an explanation because you can trust him. Has he not earned a trust in your own life? Hey, I have, I have trust issues. No, we don't have trust issues. We just have trusting in God issues. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. If he doesn't have my affection, I'm not going to trust him. How's your heart? Be careful letting this world steal your heart. See, when, 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 a, when a Christian does not follow the commands of God, a Christian shows they don't follow God, it's because God doesn't have their heart. We're, he's supposed to have our heart. Well, I just don't understand. Well, you know, if he has your heart, he doesn't have to understand. He, in all thy ways, not some of thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Father, help us tonight.